All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week, all the way over there in Philadelphia. And he could be doing, I mean, Philadelphia, he could be doing anything over there. It could be um, running up the Rocky steps. It could be watching the Rocky, uh, going to the Rocky Museum, watching Rocky movies. I don't know what else is in Philadelphia apart from, oh, he could be eating cheesesteaks, but he's here kicking back with us. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Nick Saparito. Nick, how are you? Great, Jono. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's an honor to be here. No, thanks for um, coming on. And for everyone listening, this is Nick's first podcast. So if he gives a good one, you know, he's a, a natural at it. And if uh, it's horrible, try to forgive me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, let's let's dive into what you're doing at the moment, Nick. So let the listeners know, who are you? Where are you from? Um, what's your course topic? And are you full-time? Let's maybe start there. Sure. Well, my name is Nick, and I'm a graphic designer. I worked as a freelance gra- graphic designer for 10 years. And the way that I would get clients as a freelancer was I would make YouTube videos teaching people how they can use design software. So uh, over time, the business of teaching people to use the software became bigger than the business of taking on clients. So I started focusing on that. And one of the ways I teach people how to use software now is by creating courses. And a lot of the courses that I create, I just tell you how to use the software. I go through all of the tools and features individually and show you how they work one by one. And I also have courses teaching about design principles too, and just like, you know, design theory and stuff like that. So yeah, I got a whole bunch of different courses teaching different things. Awesome. And you're now full-time course creator. You don't do any freelance stuff. Your 100% income is from your courses. Yes. For the past two years, I've been full-time on courses. Awesome. Well, that's the dream for most of the listeners. So let's share this story, Nick. So let's maybe start. Maybe start with your first course. So you already had a YouTube channel. That's how yes. you got your freelance work. When did the whole course side of things come into it? It was actually suggested by one of my subscribers. Uh, oh, a lot of my subscribers, actually. It was a common comment I was getting. A lot of people were wanting me to create a course where I go over every single tool in a specific piece of software to demonstrate how it works. Because a lot of the, the uh, tutorials I upload were just, you know, one-off lessons, how to use a certain, you know, this, that, or the other thing, but they wanted the whole thing. They wanted to learn the whole software. So I put together a course on their request and it went really well. And I created a whole bunch more. How long that first course, how long did mm-hmm. it take? Even just the decision from when you were like, Oh, I should do it. Uh, someone suggested it. Were you like, okay, someone suggested it. That's a great idea. Bang. Let me get it done. Or were you thinking about it, brushing it off? Tell us about that kind of stage. Well, when I first heard the idea, it sounded like a great idea. The problem is that it's, it's a lot of work. So I kind of procrastinated it for a little while. I didn't really take it you know, all that seriously. Then you know, eventually I decided to give it a try. I put the work into making it. And thankfully I did because it worked out well. Okay. Give us maybe both of those numbers. How long was that thinking stage? Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'd say maybe about six months. Sorry. Give me one sec, Nick. So six months, kind of that thinking stage where it's like, oh, it's a good idea. Let me do some research. I'll do it later. That was about six months. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the actual, when you're like, no, I'm going to do it. You wrote your first outline or whatever it is. How long was that? to completion of the first course? I'd say about two to three months in total. Yeah. Okay. So I was on and off. I wasn't directly working on it all the time. It was something that I would just pick up once in a while and work on in my free time. Yep. Gotcha. So about nine months. And what are your thoughts on that now, Nick? Like, because that sounds like a long time, right? 
If you kind of yeah. if someone says, right, you know, I should do a course, it's probably going to take him about nine months from ID to completion, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Let us know maybe a little bit about that course creation journey as well. Like what platforms did you use? What tools did you use? How did you find them? Let us know a little bit about that. Well, the platform that I use for my courses is Teachable. I don't know what the options are these days, but at the time when I was creating the courses, they seemed like the best option because uh, they were the only ones that would let you have a, a free account. Mm. All the other ones charged you for it. So I started out with them and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I chose them because it worked really well. They have a lot of good features. And um, yeah, I use, I use Teachable for hosting the courses. I use uh, ConvertKit for email marketing, just to, you know, doing follow-up emails and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. And in terms of the actual creation, Zoom, mm-hmm. Loom, PowerPoint, what do you kind of use there? I just record my screen using OBS. It's yep. like a streaming, like a screen recording software. And uh, I just launch the application. I record my screen, get myself a nicer microphone, and that's pretty much all I needed. Awesome. Okay, cool. Now let us know a little bit about the sales process. So you already had an audience, right? What was your... Yes. How, tell, how big was that YouTube audience? At the time, my YouTube channel, I think it had just reached 100,000 subscribers. Okay. So I had a nice little nice little head start there. Yep. And was That's it, one of the biggest things with selling a course is having an audience to sell it to. 100%. And I want to die. I'll, I'll give some... some um, insights from my end to the listeners after this, but hundred percent. And then was it just YouTube? Did you have an email list as well? Anything, Facebook group, anything, or was just email or just YouTube? At the time it was just YouTube. I also had a blog, but it wasn't getting that much traffic at the time. It was mostly just YouTube. Gotcha. And then how, so tell us about that launch process. How did you go from, you had a YouTube channel, you are posting Mm -hmm. content on there you were well, actually maybe go back a step. How were you, what was the step there? You had a YouTube channel. How were hmm. you getting the freelance work? Were people just reaching out directly? Did you have a bit of a call to action at the end? Even before the course, how was it going from YouTube to uh, clients? I had a website where people can go and uh, hire me. They had like a contact form and all that stuff. I have like a WordPress site with blog posts and everything like that. And there was also my portfolio and all my contact information on there. So people would contact me that way. Gotcha. And then the course, how did, was it like a big launch or was it just like, here it is, it's continuously growing? Let us know about that. Uh, I had no idea how to properly launch a a course at the time. I kind of just created it as I was going along. And once it was done, I was like, here you go, check it out. And it was a little slow at first because, uh, you know, it took some while to get some eyeballs on it. But, you know, once it did, it picked up pretty well. Awesome. Okay. And how long ago was this? This was in early 2019. Gotcha. So about three, four years kind of now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's the what's the model like now? Is it much the same? It's still YouTube videos. People find you that way there, or how do you make your core sales now? Uh, to a degree, it's YouTube. YouTube was the biggest seller for me for the longest time. These days, it's all about the mailing list. I started mm-hmm. building a mailing list a few years ago, and these days, it's my biggest salesman. So, gotcha. That's what I and, focus on. And how big is that that email list now? Uh, at the moment, it's got about 22,000 subscribers. Gotcha. Okay. And then let us know a little bit about that process. So you've got how many courses now? Six. Okay. And email marketing is your biggest seller. So is it like you do a, know, a weekly email, a daily email, a monthly email? It's all the courses promoted. It's one of them. What does that look like now? 
Uh, well, how it works is when you join the mailing list, you pick which software you like to use the most and you'll get like an automated series of follow-up emails over the coming weeks, like with little tips and information about like using the software. And every once in a while, I send out sale emails. Like I say, like maybe like once or twice a month, I'll send out an email promoting like a sale and I'll give out a coupon code. And that's a, a really big driver of sales right there. Gotcha. So just to make sure I've got this, the the method is mainly still your YouTube channel for traffic. People mm-hmm. find you via your YouTube channel. You've yes. then got, uh, what's that kind of, st- you'll have something in the description, I'm guessing, where it's like, hey, if you want more info about any of this stuff, they click there. And then there's the option. Hey, there's this software, there's this software, there's this software. Depending on what they click there, they'll get an automated email chain of roughly how many emails? Uh, if I recall correctly, I think it's about 10 emails spread out over the course of about two months. Gotcha. So they'll Or no, one, get... one month actually. Yeah, 10, 10 emails over one month. Gotcha. So about a month of automated emails. Sales mm-hmm. will come in that way there somewhere throughout the month. Someone will come in. I'm guessing they then stop getting those sales emails. They go into your kind of you know bucket list or whatever it is. Uh, yep. And then the people that, that don't purchase at the end of the 30 days, they go into your main list anyway. And then once or twice a week, it's like, hey, guys, this course is on special. Use this discount code, yada, yada, yada. Yep, that's how it works. Awesome. Love it. All right. So that sounds like a pretty pretty tight system you got there. Got to ask, Nick, how many hours a week are you working, mate? <laughs> Um, well, when I was creating the courses, I was working a lot more these days. I actually, I don't work that much, maybe like three or four hours a day and not even every day of the week. So maybe it's like three or four days a week. Yeah. Cause I'm saying that all sounds pretty automated. Even in that, what are you doing those, those three or four hours a a day? (laughs) I was creating these days. I'm creating new content and, um, well, creating like YouTube videos, blog posts, stuff like that, just to keep everything going. You know, everything's, Mm -hmm. everything's grown to a point where I'm happy with it. I just want to keep it going. And uh, I'm also working on new products, new courses and stuff to sell. Yeah, love it. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get to your tips for the new new course creators, Nick. Someone's listening sure. to this and they're like, all right, this is great. Like, I'd love to have this guy's life. Three, four, day, three, four hours a, <laughs> a day, three, four days a week. What tips would you give the, the new course creators? Uh, well, my biggest tip is to first have an audience to sell your courses to. Because uh, if you just create a course and you have nobody to sell it to and you don't have any like money to run ads or do any kind of marketing, it's, it's going to be really tough to make any money from it. So if you have an audience, that's the start right there. And um, let's, Well, let's even spend a minute there because I think that's a good point. Sure. How did you build your – because you obviously had that audience, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. What, why did you start YouTube? How did that start? How did you grow? Let us know that story. Well, uh, at the time when I started my YouTube channel, I was a freelance graphic designer looking for ways to get new clients. And I was watching another graphic designer on YouTube, goes by the name Roberto Blake. And uh, he was talking about how he uploaded a video demonstrating how he designed a logo and he got thousands of dollars worth of client acquisitions from that. So Mm. I decided I need to make some YouTube videos. So I started making YouTube videos showing what I can do and teaching people how to do it and worked really well. That was just on your own accord. There's no courses. It was just, hey, I'm going to start a YouTube channel, and then it, and then it blew up. Well, I, I did. I did learn from a lot of people. I watched a lot of Roberto Blake's videos, a lot of Daryl Eve's videos. There's a lot of people I learned from uh, to to figure out how to make a YouTube channel. But yeah, for the most part, it was all self taught. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So yeah, I think that's a a great tip for the listeners. There, it's kind of like creating the course. That's the easy part, really. Right, especially yes. if, you're, if, you're, if you're good at what you do, creating a course, you should be able to do 
you know, fairly quick, fairly easily. Uh, the issue is selling it. And it's kind of like, um, if like you, the, I guess an analogy I use is I live here in Australia, right? If you're going to mm-hmm. open up a cafe in that middle of outback Australia where no one drives, it doesn't matter how good your cafe is. You're not going to be making any sales, right? It's a similar right. kind of thing in the online world. You need people to sell it to. And there's very few, I know there's platforms like Udemy, Skillshare, whatnot, but it's very hard to make a lot of sales on on those platforms there. It's close to impossible, right? So the only mm. real way is to build your audience one way or another. So love that. I've got a follow on from there, but I want to see what, what's your next tip, Nick? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. My next tip would be to make sure that you're creating something that people really want. There should be some kind of like demonstrated demand for it. Well, that was exactly the next thing I was going to say. So expand on that a little bit. Uh, Well, I got the ideas from my course is from my subscribers. I never, I never would have thought to make a, a course where I explain every tool in a piece of software uh, until they recommended it. And you know, once I saw them recommending it, that gave me a great idea. So uh, it was thanks to them I had that idea. Yeah, love it. 100%. That's kind of the, the next thing on my list as well. Because, And you see it all the time with like influencers and whatnot. There's a big story a couple of years ago. He's an influencer with a million followers, You know, put together a course, didn't sell any of them because it wasn't what the audience wants. It's not so much just about having that following. You need to sell the, the audience what they want. And you're, and there's many different ways to do it. It sounds like yours was what reading YouTube comments and just going from there. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, listening to what the market tells you, basically. Uh, your, your, your subscribers will tell you what they want. You yep. just got to listen to them. Love it. And there's a few, there's another key thing there as well. I think a lot of people in the course creation space, especially that don't have their following, their market research is done by looking at other things. And that's not a bad start, you know, where it's kind of like, oh, there's somebody else that's selling this for this price here. So I'm going to do that as well. And that's fine, but it really depends what your audience wants. Like there's a difference between saying, oh, I'm seeing all these people over there that want that thing there and your audience saying, well, I actually want this thing here. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's key there. Uh, what about pricing, Nick? How? What's your course? Let's start. What's your course priced at? And how did you get to that price? Well, on the front end, the price for one course is $17. And the way that I got to that price was I tested a different, uh, I tested different price points, $100, $250, $50. And I noticed once I hit $17, it was like the floodgates opened. Mm. I was making less money from each course, but I was making more sales. So it's more, it's more, you know, revenue overall. So uh, I use that. That's like the entry price. And then I have upsells from there. You can get upsold to like a bundle for $39 and, once you buy that, then you end up on a different mailing list where I promote other things like affiliate products and t- templates and stuff like that. Gotcha. That's awesome. So there's a whole there's a whole back end funnel there. Yeah. Well, I think there's a few key points there that I'd like to expand on. So number one, I think is um in terms of an online course, and it's interesting that that you did that straight away because what I find is a lot of 
like freelancers, sole traders, when you're in that kind of space, you need to charge as much as possible for your for your kind of services, right? Let's mm-hmm. say you're a, let's my background's in fitness. Let's say I'm a one-on-one fitness trainer. The only way I can really make more money is by charging more for that one kind of service there. Because I can only work so many hours in a day. I need to make that right rate as high as I can. And I find a lot of experts that come from that space, they um they've got an issue with price. Right. They'll be like, no, I'm not giving away my course for $17. You know, like it's worth hundreds, it's worth thousands. I'm not giving away for, but with an online course, the the cost of one unit is pretty much insignificant. Right. It doesn't matter. Like exactly. And, and let's let's just even use that. I'm sure you could sell it. Actually, let's even you're cool if we speak about figures, right? What's that? You're cool if we speak about figures. Like yeah, sure. number of yeah, cool. Roughly <laughs> of those seventeen um dollar courses. How many would you sell in a day, give or take? I don't know the number of sales. I know the 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 daily earnings usually averages okay. around two to three hundred dollars a day. Awesome. Okay. So yep. Between all cool. of that, it- awesome. Let's even let's even use that as an indication, and let's even mm-hmm. just keep it rough, right? Let's just mm-hmm. say your course costs about twenty dollars, and you're making about two hundred dollars a day, right? Right. So you're essentially making ten sales a day. Rough, not rough numbers for the listeners, right? So mm-hmm. Nick's make Nick's got it at twenty bucks. And he's selling two a day, uh, selling ten a day, making two hundred dollars. He probably could charge two hundred dollars for it. I'm sure people would buy it at two hundred dollars, right? But he might only sell one of those a week. So it's kind of exactly. like, yes, I could sell it at two hundred, but it's the same work either way. Zero. It's an automated course, right? You don't do anything. Someone purchases, they get it, they work through it at their right. own pace. Yeah, it's all fully automated. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think that's a um, a great tip there on on both sides of it. So awesome. All right, cool. What about? Um, I'm curious about mentors, Nick. It sounds like you've got a pretty tight um, system there, pretty tight digital marketing system, pretty tight business system. I'd love to know where you you learned all this. You gave a couple of shout outs to some some YouTube mentors, but let's go. Let me ask this in a few different ways. So I'd love to know who your biggest paid mentors have been. So if there's any courses you've done, coaches you've hired, uh, who your biggest unpaid mentors have been. So people that you've, um, you know, you follow on social media, you watch their YouTube videos, whatever it may be. Uh, and then a book. I can see a couple of them there. I see a Grant Cardone book. Yeah, straight back there. Yep, so, and, and let's maybe do it in, two, let's do it in two different ways. Let's share the ones that have been most beneficial for you personally with your journey but then the ones you'd recommend for course creators, they may or may not be the same. Okay. So um, I don't have too many paid mentors. A lot of what I learned is just watching uh, YouTube videos and mm. taking like little Udemy courses and stuff and other, you know, random learnings. Mm. I'd say for, for learning YouTube, I, I learned a lot from Roberto and Daryl Eves, as I said before, uh, for, uh, when it comes to blogging and SEO, I learned a lot of that from, Jim and Ricky of Income School, as well as Brian Dean of Backlinko for um, creating, uh, for doing email marketing, Pat Flynn. Oh, yeah. And um, for, for I also do Google ads. I do, I run retargeting ads on people who watch my YouTube videos. I learned all about that from Neil Patel. Mm. So, awesome. uh, and as far as books go, uh, as you mentioned, Grant, Grant Cardo and the 10X Rule, probably my favorite business book of all time. Mm. And um Anything by Gary Vaynerchuk is great too. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Some really big names there. Have you been mm-hmm. to social media world at all, Nick? 
I had a, a Facebook page and a Twitter account for a while. I just use LinkedIn now though. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. The, the event, social media marketing world. Oh no, I haven't. That's the one in San Diego, right? Yeah. 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 No, I haven't been to that one. Okay. Yet. So I go every year and all those mm. names you mentioned there pretty much go. Like I've seen Darrell right. Evans there. I've seen Roberto Blake there. I've seen Neil Patel there. I've seen Pat Flynn there, you know? So that could be a good one to to check out. Um, there's a couple of cool things there. So, and I got a, there's, yeah. Okay. I want to go this in a few different ways. Number one, what I'm, for the listeners, what I'm hearing from Nick here is he's, he knows a lot of stuff, right? SEO, YouTube, Google ads, email marketing. That's all really good stuff, but it sounds mm -hmm. like you've learned most of it just for free, right? Following people on social, Udemy courses, that kind of stuff there. Yes. Yeah. So I think there's a message there for the listeners that the content is out there and it's pretty affordable, right? Because all those people you mentioned have courses as well for like thousands of dollars. You know, Pat Flynn's yeah. got courses for thousands of dollars. Neil Patel's got courses. Darrell Evans got courses. And I think a lot of the time as course creators uh, coming up, we look at them as kind of like the savior. It's like, right, you know, if I want to be successful at YouTube, I need to buy Darrell Evans' course. I need to save up $1,000 and then do his course and everything's going to be hinged on that. Or same thing with SEO and Neil Patel or email marketing and Pat Flynn or whatever it is. But it doesn't necessarily need to be like that, right? You can learn most of this stuff for free. And yes, if you want to go to the next step, by all means, go and do it. But there's so much you can do for free. And my take on that is almost like if you are going to do one of these courses, at least consume the con the free content first. Go and check, go and uh, consume everything Darrell Evans has on YouTube first. Right, that might get you to a certain point. Then you can go to the the next stage there. What's your what's your take on that? Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting point. You know, that's kind of the secret behind courses. A lot of my courses, I mean, the information, it's not something that you can't find on the internet. Mm. The value of the course isn't so much the information. It's the fact that it's all put together in one place yep. and there's no ads on it. Everything's yep. consistent. It's being taught by somebody who, you know, like you like their teaching style. So that's another selling point there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, a lot of that information, it's, it's all out there for free already. The courses just take it and make it all easily accessible. Yep. I love it. And yes, I love your grant. I love 10X as well. Because I think that's especially in the course creator space. Because I think mm -hmm. there's like a, a kind of theme out there that's like, you know, hey, create a course. It's it's passive income, you know, do the the minimum of work possible and you'll make all this money. And yes, you get to that eventually, like you are now, but starting off, it's a bucket load of work, right? Whatever the amount of work you think you need to do, 10X that, and you're probably yeah. close. You need a 10X mindset for sure. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. All right, Nick. Well, hey, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to? Uh, not that I can think of. Like I said, this is my first time doing a podcast. So I was just kind of, you know, just going with the flow and, you know, just wanted to get out there and, you know, meet some new people and see how it goes. 100%. Well, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of people listening to this, Nick, that are like, all right, this guy's cool. I want to follow him. I want to see what he's doing. I want to learn some graphic stuff myself. Where's the best place we go to follow you? Is it YouTube, LinkedIn, your email list, all of the above? You could follow me on LinkedIn if you want. I don't really post much there. I'm a pretty private person. Most of what I put published to the internet is, is just like, you know, educational content. I'd say the best way to keep up with like what I'm doing, I would say just to go to logosbynick.com. And if you want to join the mailing list and uh, any updates that I have, I usually send out to the mailing list first. Beautiful. Awesome. All right, Nick. Well, thank you very much for your time. All right. Thank you, Jonah. 
Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would be the world. That would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 